Welcome to the Jay Kim Show. This is your host, Jay Kim. I am an investor, author, and fitness entrepreneur. And for the first time in Asia, I sit down with the world's most brilliant minds in business, investing, and entrepreneurship. You'll learn all the secrets, strategies, and formulas to becoming a successful entrepreneur directly from the masters. If this is your first time listening, thank you for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week with the goal of providing actionable insight to you, the listener, with every single episode. And now, on to the show. Today's guest is Pat Flynn, the rock star online entrepreneur who runs the popular website smartpassiveincome.com. Pat calls himself the crash test dummy of online entrepreneurs. And the reason he does that is because he has always taken an honest and open approach in everything that he does. He always details his successes and his failures so people can know exactly what works and what doesn't. Pat even goes as far as to posting his online monthly income statements on his website so everyone can see exactly how he's making his money. He's one of the guys that helped me out personally the most when I was setting up my online fitness business, so I have to thank him for that. Let's jump right into the show. He gives us a lot of gold in this episode. Hi, Pat. Uh, Thanks for joining the Entrepreneurship in Asia podcast. Uh, It's really good to have you on the show. Uh, Thanks for having me, Jay. Appreciate it. Um, so for the audience out here in Asia, I mean, you are obviously a, a somewhat of a household name now in the States, but for our audience out here who might not follow the space, maybe you can give us a quick introduction on who you are and uh, how you became such a successful entrepreneur. <laughs> well, it definitely didn't happen overnight. That's the first thing I'll mention. But uh, how it all started was I uh, actually went to school for architecture, and I thought that that hmm. is what I was going to do for the rest of my life, and I really enjoyed it. But in 2008, I was told uh, that I was going to be let go. I was going to be laid off, which was unfortunate. But in, in the States here, there was a big recession during the time. And everybody was just losing their jobs. And I was one of those people. And I had always thought that I would just get back into architecture very soon or go back to school. That's actually what my dad recommended that I do. But when that was all happening, I found a podcast. And it was called Internet Business Mastery. And on that show, there was a particular episode where somebody was talking about how they were making six figures mm. a year by teaching people how to pass what was called the project management exam. And I was like, I've never heard of that exam, but that's awesome that he's making that much money. And and then for me, that was my big light bulb moment because for me, when I was journeying to become an architect, I took many different exams and mm-hmm. a number of them were very hard and difficult, didn't have a lot of information about them. And I said, hey, maybe I can be like this guy, but help people pass one of these exams. So I started to blog and talk about this particular exam and my experience with it and tips and tricks that I learned. And over time, I just started to gain a little bit of a following. Uh, and then at the end of the year, I end, ended up launching my first uh, book, my first product. And it was mm-hmm. essentially an ebook. Uh, an electronic book that was sold on my website. People could go to the site and download it and uh, get it automatically delivered to them via email. And they could study from that. You could print it out, do the worksheets and, and whatnot. And I really had no idea how well it was going to do or if it was going to sell any copies at all. But in that first month, I had sold nearly 300 copies at $19.99 each. And it was just a complete game changer for me in terms of what, what I saw was potentially possible in in the online wow. space it, it really changed my mind about what what I was what, what I was capable of and it really mm. showed me that there was this thing called the internet that I could potentially utilize to deliver value to people through 
things like this, like the blog that I had or, or products I provide, but also get paid at the same time. And the coolest part about this, and, and here's the biggest difference for me in, in my mind, you know, when I was working in architecture, I worked so hard and I still got let go mm. and I never really got recognition for any of the work that I did. And even when you think about today, Jay, like the building that you're in right now when we're recording this or, or your home uh, or your, your office that you're in every day, if I were to ask you, who, who's the architect that built that? Most people, I would say 99.99% of people have no clue <laughs> or, 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 or wouldn't even know how to find that information. Yeah. But then here I am helping people pass an exam and people are sending me these messages calling me by name saying thank you so much for your help saying that I helped them get a raise or a promotion and calling me by name and offering me gifts as a result of helping them and it just was so mind-blowing to me that I was able to have this impact and that's when I started smartpassiveincome.com which is where most people know me from now because mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of people were asking me how this was done uh, and then initially I was like, oh, well, there, there are these other blogs and websites out there that teach this stuff. But nobody was teaching the full on like, here's really how it works. And here's the kind right. of business that you could do where everybody wins. Your customers win, you win, products that you promote, they're winning. And that's the kind of business I wanted to teach. And that's what I ended up doing at smartpassiveincome.com. And currently, you know, fast forward eight years later, I have a best-selling book. I speak around the world and get paid to do that, which is crazy because I never thought I would even get on stage, let alone get paid for it. Uh, I have a podcast now that has over 30 million downloads, a second podcast called Ask Pat, which answers voicemail questions from my audience every single day for five days a week. I'm being seen as this thought leader in the space, which is, again, I pinch myself every day and I'm just so thankful for, for the opportunities, thankful for my amazing audience uh, that is there to support me. And most of all, thankful for the opportunity for me to be able to have a flexible schedule, which allows me to work from home, to be there with my kids. I have two kids, four and six, and I've been here at home and been able to witness all of their first. And so absolutely, incredibly thankful for that. Man, that's such an unbelievable story. And I'm so happy for you because you're one of the guys in the space and I, I follow the space quite closely and mm -hmm. uh, you're one of the good guys. I always Thanks, I always say Pat Foot is a good dude, even though I don't, you know, I mean, I don't know you that well, but uh, just your, I think from the get-go when, when you when you said that people were asking you how you did it and then you basically, at some point you made a decision, look, I'm just going to be an open book and I'm going to yeah. tell people exactly, provide full transparency and you go as far now, I don't know if you still do it. I haven't checked your site uh, in, a, in a little while, but you used to give your monthly income reports. I still do that. Yep, exactly what you earn, how you earn it. And I think that's unbelievable. And and for you to open the you know kimono, so to speak, and, and just let people see that, I think is, is just really a credit to to your character and uh, and I, and it also is good for business, I think. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people see those and like, wow, you know, it's the wow factor, so I draw them in, but then they read the, not only the numbers, but the lessons involved with what made those numbers happen. And, and and here's the other thing, it's not always wins, it's oftentimes failures and mistakes that have made the graphs going down and, and talking about mm. why. And w I feel like I'm so lucky because whatever happens, win or fail, if I share what happens, it's always going to be a win for the person on the other end. So they're learning from my lessons. That's why I call myself the crash test dummy of online business, right. because I, I do these experiments, I build new businesses, and sometimes things work out, sometimes they don't. But it's always a lesson for uh, everybody else out there who's kind of following along. Man, it's just unbelievable. So I want to take a step back and talk about that first product that you had. Mm -hmm. So you said you started in at some point in 2008 after, you know, the, the global financial crisis, and, and you got laid off from your job. How long uh, did it take for you? So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that are like, okay, maybe I should start writing a blog now. 
you know, I mean, this is obviously slightly different uh, time than when you started. Uh, you were probably one of the more early adopters of online blogging. But from the time you started your blog, it's not easy these days to start a blog and to get email subscribers and whatnot. And I think you've come out on record saying that the first thing that you would suggest doing is to build an email list. Mm -hmm. A number of very successful entrepreneurs, uh, online entrepreneurs say the same thing. From when you first started your architecture exam blog, how long did it take you to get a substantial readership? And at what point were you like, okay, I have enough that I'm going to be able to launch this product and monetize off it? Yeah, I mean, initially I wasn't getting any visitors. And I think that's just something we all have to go through when you first launch. You're going to have hardly anybody. Uh, although nowadays you can build an email list even before you launch a website to get people excited mm. about it. And so when you launch, you have many people watching. And I've done that uh, recently with a niche site over at foodtrucker.com, hel helping mm -hmm. people start food trucks here in the U.S. Uh, and, and, and so that's that's the way I would suggest going about it. Um, but back then, you know, there were months where I was just basically writing for myself. But here's what I did. I took those articles that I wrote that I knew were really helpful, and I'd mm -hmm. start to build connections with people who I knew would find it helpful. So right. people in my office, for once, uh, who were still there, I could share this information with them, and they found it helpful, and they knew people that would then they would share it with and, and so on and so forth. So it grew slowly that way. But I also found and became very active in a online forum where there were people studying for this exam. And I went in there and I didn't just go in there and just say, hey guys, I have this website, buy my stuff. I didn't even have a, have a book yet at first. I wasn't selling anything. I think that's the other thing. I put all this information out freely. So when people mm. did find it online, they shared it knowing that I wasn't asking for anything at that point. But it was also the best information out there. I made it as the, the best information that was freely available about this stuff. And when people see that stuff, they're, they can't help but love it and share it and love you for it. Um, and, yeah. and, and the other thing, I was in there active in the communities, and before I even mentioned my website, I would be in there answering people's questions, talking about the same things I was talking about on my site, but never mentioning the site, because I first wanted to establish that I was this person who knew about this exam, who had taken it, mm. who had passed the exam, who was just very helpful. Yeah, yep. and so people started to ask me, dude, where can I get more information from you like this? Like, can I book you for a coaching call? And I was like, whoa, this is cool. But I would never have done that back then because I was just definitely afraid of getting on a one-on-one -on -one call with somebody. <laughs> but that was a good opportunity for me when people asked to say, hey, no, but here's a website where I talk about all this stuff. And then people just started to really share it and it started to, to kind of take off in a hockey stick kind of form on the graph at that point. And then it was later in the year that I started to hear from people saying, man, you should package all this stuff up into a book. Like, oh man, I would I would buy it right now. And even then it took me mm -hmm. a couple months to just really understand that. Yeah, I could do that because I thought people were just saying that to be nice, but they they were actually saying it because they would, they would buy it. They were validating it for me and I didn't even know it. And I think part of that also is just the fear of actually going down that route. And it was yeah. totally brand new to me and I didn't know if it would work. I didn't want to put a ton of work into something and have it not work out, but mm -hmm. getting a lot of help and motivation from other people who were successful in online business was crucial. I got a lot of tips and, uh, and was able to ask questions along the way with uh, people who were in the just a little bit further ahead than I was in the online space. And uh, then I eventually launched my book and, it, and it, it did really well. And then I started to add more products like an audio version of the, of the guide uh, for people, which sold really well. Mm. Uh, then I connected with another company and became an affiliate for them selling practice exams because that was something that I didn't have the knowledge or, or, or technical know-how to actually put together. So I connected with this company, promoted their stuff, but then earned a commission every time I sent a customer their way. And it just kind of grew into this amazing uh, empire around this little exam that most people have never heard about before. And I think that's the big lesson there. Like, 
I could have started and said, hey, I'm going to tackle all the different architectural exams out there and provide information about each. And then the thing right. about that is it would either a take me forever to get all that information to a point where it would it would make sense because there's just so much out there. But B, my energy would be divided across all these different things. I wouldn't be seen as an expert in any one of them. I would just be seen as some person putting information together about each of them. So instead, I took the more authoritative approach, select one exam, which happened to be the one that I was just most mm. knowledgeable at the time, and just did what I could to, to just crush that. Just, to just own it. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Own it is the right word for sure. And yeah. and to be the person that when that exam comes up in conversation, like you can't help but mention my site. Uh, right. and, and that site's still available today. It's still providing products and, and offering value. Uh, that's at greenexamacademy.com. It, it was initially in the lead.com, L-E-E-D, which was an acronym for the name of the exam. And I thought right. that was pretty right. clever. Like in the lead, yeah. you're in the in the front. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But then I got a nice letter from the uh, company that puts on the exam. They're like, sorry, you can't do that because that's our trademark. And I, again, I didn't know what I was doing. And after. Well, you don't know these things. No, you right? don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's the other cool thing about online business. Like you can just iterate. You can go mm -hmm. take baby steps, fall down. I mean, think of a, think of a baby when they walk, right? They, they're always falling down. And they're, first they're crawling and then they get up and then they fall. Like what would happen if they fell after that first time trying to stand and they never stood again just because they thought it wasn't possible? No, you got to keep yeah. getting up, keep training your legs, keep getting your legs under you, and then eventually you're going to start running. But it just takes yeah. time, it takes frustration, it takes mistakes, and it takes these experiences to really know just what not to do the next time. Yeah, that, I, I love your story because you, you it basically, not only does it sort of display the fact that you can take any niche, no matter how small, and really, like we just talked about, own it and, and, and be able to generate income off of it. But I also like the fact that here's the thing. So, so when people see you and they, they talk about Pat Flynn, they're like, oh, well, you know, he has a million followers now. It's so easy for him. He could just roll out products, you know, and, and people will just naturally buy and blah, blah, blah. And, and what you have to realize is that all of the sort of quote unquote greats, they all started from the, from the ground, right? And so you have to start somewhere. You have to lay your foundation and it's building blocks one on top of the other. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about, I have a question for you, since you're sort of an authority in the online business space. One of the topics that's come up before uh, from with some of the other guests uh, on this podcast is sort of the current state of online businesses, you know, so like back in 08, when you started your blog, you were probably one of the earlier bloggers out there. And so I feel like the landscape has shifted a bit. The, the flood of content out there uh, it now is definitely overwhelming. There's a lot of junk uh, being floated out there. For sure. It seems like everywhere you turn on the internet, there's someone that's selling you, oh, how to get, you know, X amount of subscribers in, in one month and how to get, make your first million or, you know, here's my Instagram account where I'm flashing Benjamins and, and, and you know, I'm a baller <laughs> and, and there's somehow they're getting paid for it, you know? And so I kind of, I'm observing this and I'm, I'm, I'm observing it fearfully because I'm like, what is this trend telling us? You know, what's the future of online businesses? Uh, are we in trouble? <laughs> are we in trouble? No, we're, we're not in trouble. I think what you're seeing is just natural. I mean, it, it happens in blogging. You're seeing it in podcasting now. You're seeing it in video. There's always going to be those people like you just described. But what you don't see 
but has always been there are those people who are incredibly successful who don't share those things. Like why would, why would they want to? I mean, they they don't need to because they're in their own world, running their own business and doing really well. They have more important things to think about. And that's mm-hmm. what I try to do on my podcast. I try to find those people, share them and share their success stories. And every, everybody from, I just recently posted an interview with a woman who was making money uh, on the side with her knitting and then another woman who was making nice. money six figures a year in scrapbooking, uh, and then wow. and then other people in the wedding industry, photographers, like all around. Again, like you said earlier, there's you can master and and be the authority, be the trusted advisor in any of these spaces as long as you. And here's the trick: you stand out of the crowd by there's a couple things you need to do. You need to be original. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. And for me, and you probably know this because you've been following me for a while, there's no better way to be 100% original than just being 100% yourself. And I think this is right. where a lot of people get into trouble they see somebody doing something successful online and they try to do exactly what they're doing and they they try to be like them because that worked for them so it must work for me too which is not the case uh my good buddy chris ducker he always says your vibe attracts your tribe and what you want to do in the online space is you want to attract the tribe and the best way to do that is just to be yourself because your vibe will attract that specific set of people who are going to follow you for how you teach something even though somebody else might teach the exact same thing or something similar they're going to come to you because they just like who you are. So putting more of you and your brand is really important. People connect with people. Mm. That's that's the trend now. People want to connect with people. When you try and reach out to a big company on Twitter because there was a complaint or something, do you just want the company to answer with a generic sort of thing? Or do you want um, Janice, who works for that company, to come reach out to you in a direct message and actually have a real conversation with you? You're, right. you're going to be more likely to stay loyal to that company if Janice does that, which doesn't take a lot of extra work. That's the thing. That's the cool thing about these tools. As much as, it, as many people say, oh, these tools are separating us. They're making us you know, less human to each other. Actually, mm-hmm. there's more opportunities now to be more human with each other because we have a lot more connections and a lot more ability to just truly uh, interact with people in that way like never before. So, that, so, so that's the big thing now. And, and of course, I, I also feel and hopefully I feel like I've been part of the forefront of this. This this uh, very open business kind of nature mm-hmm. where people are being transparent and honest, but also when you when you fail or when you do something wrong, you own up to it and you share right. that and you don't try to hide things that would potentially, um, you know, tear you down because when people find that out later, it's going to tear you down even more. So, you know, taking always the honest approach and sharing fully exactly what's happening so people can can trust you because, again. People want to do business with people that they trust. You got to get people to know, like, and trust you. And that happens when you are yourself and you're, you know, you're attracting those kinds of people, but also that you own up to your mistakes and you're not afraid to share things that other people may have been. It's just like with my income reports, like nobody did that before. And for whatever reason, I don't know why they didn't, but for me, it's been one of the biggest things in terms of getting people to uh, not just notice me, but, but trust me and see that, you know, this is how Pat's done it. Yeah, it's huge, you know, authenticity and just being yourself. I have a, one of my best friends is a director, actor, and he he says in Hollywood and and whatnot in, the, in that industry, basically, there's two types of actors. There's the ones like Brad Pitt that everyone looks up to, mm-hmm. and then there's the ones that like Tom Hanks that you relate to, right? And he's like, you can't be uh, a Brad Pitt if you're not born to be a Brad Pitt, you know. And and so many people, yeah. rel- you know, they 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 just relate to. Uh, Tom Hanks, because, you know, he'll be struggling and going through these these movies where you're just like, oh, I, I know what that feels like, you know, and, um, you know, that's so that's so true also in, in sort of the online business space. So I want to talk about passive income because your brand is smart passive income. You obviously built it out to uh, be very successful now. 
And I think a lot of people have this misconception of passive income because they mm -hmm. think that you're sitting on a beach uh, with a laptop um, and you just, you know, every day you just log into your PayPal account and you see the money just piling in, you know, and this is what some of these, uh, these, these people nowadays are selling, right? right, um, right. So what, is, what exactly does passive income mean specifically to you? To me, the passive income is a way for you to live a flexible lifestyle in the way that you want to live it. It can be living on the beach if you want, but you're not going to just pack up on day one when you decide to get passive income and arrive on a beach and start working. That's not how it works. That's sort of like the reward or the time off that you have from when you actually are working. The one thing about passive income I want to say is that there's no such thing as 100% passive income. You're never fully away from your business to a point where it could automatically forever be generating an income for you. Mm. you there, there is always maintenance involved. There's always upkeep. And there's always opportunities to, to, to scale, to increase conversions and that sort of thing. So the big thing is flexibility, giving yourself the ability to not have to be tied directly to time with the money that you make. You can mm. invest time up front so that you can generate an income without you having to be there all the time. That's the big thing. So now, uh, you know, I do go to bed and I wake up and there is sales that I've made overnight while I'm sleeping, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, there are times when I and my wife, we just decide on a Thursday because the kids have Friday off to go to Disneyland for the weekend. And we can oh. just do that because we have a flexible <laughs> schedule. But then there are other times where I'm working my butt off because I have yep. a launch coming up and I'm working 16 hour days. And so it kind of ebbs and flows and goes back and forth. And as long as I'm having fun, I'm always, I'm always feeling like this is awesome. Like life is great, but there's always opportunities to better enhance what it is that you have. And, you know, the beach thing, the mansions, the Ferraris, like if that's your thing, great. But is it your thing? I think people see that and they they feel like they want it just because that's what they have or that's what everybody else should want. But mm. I challenge you to think of maybe five years ahead of time right now, what would actually make you say life is awesome? Would it be that? Would you be actually happy if you had a Ferrari or those mansions or be living on a, a beach every day? Right. May maybe, maybe. And if so, great. But for many people, that's actually not what would make their life awesome. For me, I'm very blessed to be in that life right now where I'm working from home. I have uh, security in my finances. I'm able to walk my kids to school every day with my wife. I'm able to have lunch with my wife every day here at home. I'm able to travel and go speak around the world if I if I want to. Uh, and we're able to go to Disneyland on Thursday just because we can. I mean, that's the life I want and that's what I yeah. have. And that's what passive income has enabled me to do. Uh, so I can take what Tim Ferriss from the 4-Hour Workweek calls mm -hmm. mini vacations or mini retirements, right. he says, I think. Right. Um, where it's not a full, not like a forever thing, but mini retirements where you can walk away from the business, have it continue to work for you while you're not there instead of the other way around where you're working for your business and then you stop. Well, you stop making money when you stop. That That's not what we want. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I, I totally, totally agree with you um, where people really, you get enamored and you fall in love with the idea of the Ferrari and the, the watches and the beach vacations. But when, when you get to the point uh, where you can actually afford them and uh, perhaps you have owned them and then maybe you don't want them anymore because you realize that, you know, um, that's not for you. I mean, it's different for everyone, obviously. So that's awesome. Uh, so earlier this year, I believe you wrote a, gosh, has it been this year or was it last year? But uh, you wrote a Wall Street Journal bestselling book. I believe it was yeah, earlier this year, Yeah, it was earlier this year. Right? This year. It yeah, feels yeah. like forever ago, though. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, Will It Fly, which is amazing. Uh, you know, I bought it right away. And I, it, it was, it's really, 
one of these under the hood uh, sort of deep dive, uh, you know, from from basically zero to to one type books uh, for entrepreneurs, which is which is really good. Um, I loved it, and um, so I want to talk about sort of you know what resources you have available in addition to the book. Uh, you know, it's my passive income for let's say the uh, let's say there's another market crash or maybe some guy is out there as a, another architect that just lost his job and he's like, oh, you know, Pat Flynn, let me go look and see what he has over at Smart Passive Income uh, that can maybe help help me out. Yeah. So what do you have there? Yeah, thanks, Jay, for, for letting me share this and for mentioning the mm-hmm. book too. I'm um, just super proud of that. It was self-published, yet it was still yeah, a no. best, uh, bestseller, uh, which I didn't even know was possible. So so thank you for being a part of that um, and, and purchasing it and sharing it here uh, with your peeps. But the number one resource I would share for those who are just starting out would be the start here page on my site. We really crafted that so that it could walk people through the beginning stages, show people what's possible, define a lot of these things like what passive income is just to get your mindset right. And on there, there are some specific links to specific podcast episodes that truly are the foundational sort of introduction to how to create this stuff. Uh, there, mm-hmm. there, there are three episodes in particular that are that are there, which were recently updated. So episode 192, 193, and 194 of the Smart Passive Income podcast, back to back to back, they talk mm-hmm. about all the different types of passive income that are available in the online world, what it takes to start with each, what to look out for, who's right for what. And I think that would be right. a great place to start because some people can totally imagine, uh, you know, building uh, an online business and selling eBooks and uh, you know, membership sites and that sort of stuff. And, and other people, that's that's not the right answer. For other people, it's it's something different. Uh, and, and maybe it's a software instead where you're kind of behind the scenes and you're not the person who's the face of the brand, but rather you built this thing that solves a very specific problem that people have. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would start. You, Smart Passive Income, the start here, uh, which is the first tab there on your site. Yeah, right? or you'll see a giant green button right at the front uh, front page. Right, right, right. Okay, so head on over there and then you get started. <laughs> what else are you working on right now? I, I heard I, I heard some rumors of potentially another book. Uh, is there some stuff in the pipeline that you can share, <laughs> or so is funny. it all wrapped? Is it all typed out, uh, tightly wrapped? No, it's not tightly wrapped. I am working on a second <laughs> book, and awesome. I'm still deciding whether or not it should be self-published or traditionally published. I mean, there's no reason for me not to go self-published because it was so successful the first time around, and I'm making more money that way. However, the reason to do it is because I'm the crash test dummy. I just want to see what this traditional publishing effort would be like and that way I can make a decision and share with people kind of what it was like right. on the inside. Uh, so so that might happen, but that's exciting because then I'd be able to expand my reach into bookstores and airports and that sort of thing. So we'll see what happens. Um, but I also yeah. have a physical product that I'm working on okay. that will be launched later next year in a Kickstarter campaign uh, that has to do with uh, productivity and habit, you know, forming habits and goal setting and that and that kind of thing. That's that's all I'm going to say about that. But I'm I'm really excited because that's a whole again crash test dummy, a whole other world I have never explored yet. Manufacturing and physical products and packaging and shipping and all that stuff. That's something I've never done before. So uh, that's why I'm doing it. That's exciting. That's exciting. And and back to your uh, to your note on the book. You know, I read every single one. There you had like three, I think, articles. Two, maybe two, really really long articles on how you literally step-by-step self-published will it fly and I remember reading through the entire thing um, seeing all the pictures of like when you got your book uh, first first batch in and and, and what that felt like and, and whatnot so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to whichever way you choose uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing uh, your next book 
Um, so Pat, Pat, uh, I'm going to look to wrap up here soon because uh, I know that we're a little bit short on time and I'm, I'm super mindful, but I just have a sort of one last question for you. Um, if there's one piece of advice that you could give sort of aspiring entrepreneurs, uh, maybe, maybe some guys out here in Asia that, that aren't as familiar with that building an online business and, and they're, they're, they have the itch to maybe do a side hustle or, or, or look at something uh, because they, their day job, day job is just not, not as fulfilling. Mm-hmm. What's the one piece of advice you could give to them? I mean, there's a few big things that that I would mention. For example, don't be afraid to fail. Failing is a Mm. part of the process. It's just the fact that you're getting up with more knowledge and able to to take a smarter approach the next time around. So always keep getting up uh, and failing. That's that's fine. Fail faster so you can get to those Mm. those iterations uh, sooner. That's the first thing. Uh, second thing would be to connect with as many people as you can. I think that's the one thing that I wish I knew when I started out was that these connections that I made with other people, I mean, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for the for the connections that I made. And then yeah. when I started out, I was very shy. I didn't want to ask for help. I didn't feel like people would want to help. But there's so many people out there that do want to help that would be great to hook up with uh, where you could provide value to them in one way or another and they can provide, provide value back to you. They can answer your questions and vice versa. Uh, I'm in a couple mastermind groups, which are groups that meet mm-hmm. regularly where we all kind of understand our businesses and are brutally honest with each other. We share goals and hold each other accountable and, and that kind of thing. So that's very important. Uh, as well. But the, but beyond that, the last thing is just talk to people uh, that, that you're going to serve. So when you have a business idea, talk to people who could potentially use it and literally tell them exactly what you want to do and just get that gut reaction from them and that initial feedback because that's going to help you shape what this thing actually should be. There's there's no worry that somebody's going to steal your idea. The worry is you're going to build something that is potentially just based on a guess and that guess mm-hmm. might not work. You want to really know what people want before you build it and share it. And so that's why Will It Fly was created. And uh, mm-hmm. that's that's um, probably the best piece of advice I could give. That's awesome. Man, Pat Flynn, Smart Passive Income, thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, always delivering the goods. Uh, it was awesome talking to you today. Thanks, man. I uh, really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at jkimshow.com. Come back often and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join us next week for another exciting episode of The J. Kim Show. I'd love to hear your comments. You can find me on Twitter at jkimmer, J-A-Y-K-I-M-M-E-R. See you guys next week. This podcast is brought to you by Hack Your Fitness, the high achiever's guide to getting ripped in under three hours a week. If you're anything like me, you're probably working a full-time job or jobs and trying to find time to balance family life, social life, and last but not least, fitness. Look, I get it. I'm a full-time investor and entrepreneur myself and father of two. So how am I able to stay fit year-round without spending hours and hours in the gym killing myself on the cardio machine? After struggling for the last 15 years trying every workout and diet under the sun, I finally designed a system that allows me to achieve and maintain single-digit body fat for life in under 3 hours a week. Cardio not required. 
head on over to hackyour.fitness and download my free 13-page guide that teaches you the simple science behind efficient fitness and smart nutrition and gives you everything you need to know to finally take control of your life. That's hackyour.fitness.